CarPro USA is all about giving you straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro, owned multiple dealerships and won USA Today's Dealer of the Year Award twice. He's sort of like a psychologist helping you figure out which vehicle will make you feel the best about getting it. His sidekick, Radio Hall of Famer Kevin McCarthy, studied psychology, but once got fired from McDonald's for asking drive through customers why they wanted fries with that. Here they are now on CarPro USA. And we thank you for joining us here at CarPro USA. Our website is carprousa.com. And there you'll find all my car reviews, hundreds and hundreds of them. There you'll find my FAQ page, which is critical if you're thinking about doing anything automotive, not just buying or leasing, but all kinds of other topics that are there to help you understand certain things that maybe you don't have any experience with. Uh, And I based all those questions on the FAQ page from listeners' questions that I repeatedly got. And, you know, things like, what about an extended warranty? You know, I've got, I give you my thoughts on that. Uh, But a lot of money-saving tips there, such as how to, uh, what to do if your car gets totaled or stolen to make sure the insurance adjuster takes care of you. I've got an article there about diminished value. If your car's been in a wreck for the la- in the last two years that was not your fault, then you are owed money for that. And that's a, that's a law, but most people don't know about it. Just a lot of stuff like that right there. Our website is full of information and things that you can actually use, including the search engine on the front page of carprousa.com. That's where you also find our VIP dealers to get your certificate. And just all kinds of stuff there. Take a look when you get a second. Again, it's carprousa.com. Kevin McCarthy is my trusty sidekick, and he is with me now. I was just perusing our website and just wanted to point out to Toyota fans in particular that right on the front of the website, you just go to carprousa.com, scroll down a little bit, you'll see two Toyota reviews, one of the new Highlander V6, and one of the new Avalon Hybrid. Yeah. You have to click to the next page to get Jerry's review. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but in next week's free weekly newsletter, and that's another thing you sign up on the front page of CarPro USA for, you can see my review and video of the all-new 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E all-electric SUV. And many have asked me about it. And I was fortunate enough to get one of the first ones. Spent the entire week with it. Well, that's not true. I spent from Monday through Thursday with it, and then I ran out of juice. The battery went low, and with the charger that comes with the Mustang Mach-E, just the standard charger that plugs into a 110 power outlet, the range that you gain having it plugged in is so low, I couldn't I couldn't charge it long enough to even get to my office and back because with that charger, you only get three miles of range for every hour you charge. Whee. So in 10 hours, you can gain 30 miles and that don't get me very far. And so the thing to do, if you decide to get one of these Mustang mach you have to order it online through Ford at Ford.com. But the thing to do is they Ford sells a fast charger that you mount on the wall in the garage. 
costs seven hundred ninety nine dollars, and then you got to have an electrician put it in. But you get thirty miles of range per hour with that one, and that would make it work for anybody. You know, the, when when you just charge it overnight, for most people they wouldn't have to charge it to get to a full charge, but maybe every three or four days. But for if you're a kind of a high mileage driver, you could charge it overnight and get. 230 to 300 miles of power out of it and man i tell you what this thing performed like a champ it's a runner zero to 60 in this one and i had the i didn't have the gt that's coming out later this year but zero to 60 in this one about five seconds and it just feels faster than that i mean there i know you hate the name mustang maki it, it it i don't know i assume the Former CEO came up with this one, the one that they fired not too long ago, who I always said was very smart. I can only imagine he's probably the one that came up with that. But there are Mustang-like characteristics to the drive and ride and the handling. It doesn't handle like a typical SUV. And I tell you what, it it's a nice rig. I, I think it's going to be a real hit for Ford. Let's talk to Gino in Sun Valley. Gino, Welcome. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? Doing good, buddy. How could I help you? Kevin. Say hi to Kevin there. Hey, hey thank you. Gino says hey. Hey, Gino. No one ever says hi to Kevin. I, that was the funniest <laughs> story ever. This is the best show ever. <laughs> drunk, that was hilarious. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, you answered most of my questions already, but, um, yeah, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about buying a Jeep, Russell Westbrook Jeep. Well, you said talk to the general sales manager or the owner. They wouldn't return my calls. They had three Jeeps I was interested in. I thought I'd bid high, but they uh, sold them all. So now I'm thinking about the Chevy uh, Silverado. I'm thinking about a 2018, 2019. I like that body look. You know, the yeah. square wheel well one. I, I do too. Yeah, and, and is it true that the... They made them halfway through 2019. Like, the first part of 2019, it still had the square well look, and then it switched. And the old look, is that true that it's called the LD, the Silverado LD? But the 2019s, I've heard, have a slightly better quality rating. And is that true? You know, I I don't remember any bad years for the Colorado. Oh, you don't? No. I mean, I think it came out in 2015, and from that point to today, they have been, they've really been good. Are they as good as a Silverado? I think it is. Obviously, it's not going to tow as much. Um, the last one that I had was the Duramax diesel. And well, I think. question, yeah. Was that a 2.8 liter uh, diesel? Yes, it was, as a matter of fact. And I, I had it in the canyon the same year, uh, the oh, really? 2018 uh, Canyon Denali, which was beautiful. Yeah, just normal, you know. You know the 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 funny thing about the truck that was the shock for me was, you know, if you look at horsepower, it's only running 181 horses, but if you look at towing capacity, it's 7,700 pounds, which is huge. Uh, for most people, that's plenty, and that's just the nature 
of diesel engines. All the torque, all the power, you get all the towing capacity, yet you get the good fuel economy that comes along with it. I remember uh, very well that this thing got me 30 miles to the gallon out on the highway. So I think you're on the right track. I don't know of any bad years, Gino. Uh, so I think I think that's a better plan. I really do. And I appreciate the call. You can spend days looking for the right car or just minutes talking to the car pro at 1-800-926-7777. Just for the record, here at CarPro USA, 2020 was a year of a lot of unexpected things. Yes. Putting it mildly. Uh, but it was uh, not everything was unexpected. BMW repeated in the uh, closely watched race by some people. Boy, it was close. Of the uh, luxury car sales winner. Yeah. yeah. Normally, it's, isn't it always them and, and Mercedes? But now Lexus stuck their head up to number two. Yeah, Lexus Lexus popped up there uh, in the number two position. Uh, but, it, yeah, typically it's a race between Mercedes and BMW. But BMW pulled it out. But it was like by 125, 125 vehicles over a year's period. Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Let's talk to Tim in Houston. Tim, thanks for holding. How can I help you, sir? Yeah, um, how you doing? I'm good, man. What can I help you with? Yeah, I bought a brand new Ram 1500 from a unnamed uh, Dodge dealership in 2018. Uh-huh. And I had issues with the gas tank as far as putting gas in it. It wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't take the gas. You mean? No, you're right. It was. I had to play with it and to get it to take gas. Well, I finally contact and this dealership I've had problems with since the day I bought the truck. Well, I finally contacted them, and I ended up having to get uh, the headquarters uh, involved in it. They replaced the gas tank. Got probably seven, eight thousand miles on the same on the tank, and it's doing the exact same thing. I've contacted the dealership uh, four or five times, and they're not responding back or anything like that. It, and now, uh, do you go to the same gas station all the time? No. Okay. Because I've seen that. And when I took when I took it in last time, or the first time, as soon as I pulled it up, the guy said, "I know what's wrong with it." And but that wasn't it. Well, they replaced it. It worked for a while. Now it's doing the same thing. Okay. Was it? Did it have anything to do with the vent hose? That, I don't have a clue. That's they been a common. Know. That's been a common thing. Uh, not just with Chrysler products, but with a lot of different vehicles. Uh, Mustang had this problem big time a few years ago, and I could I, I finally learned from a Ford dealer that until somebody can get it into the shop where they could fix that vent hose, if you turn the pump upside down, it worked perfectly. 
And sure enough, uh, it did. Um, so what could I help you with? But, okay, but my thing is, since I've only got like seven, 8,000 miles since they did the work, <laughs> even though the vehicle's out of warranty, there should still be some kind of, they're not responding to me. What is my course of action? Well, I would go back to the factory and get them back involved in it. You, your issue is, is documented with them, and that's a big thing. Um, and let them talk to the dealership. If you're not having any luck with the dealership, let them talk to them. And they can put their heads together. And uh, I would imagine, and I can't promise you this, of course, but I would imagine they'll do what's called an AWA with you, an after-warranty adjustment, uh, to where they pick up the cost because you complained about it before it was out of warranty. That's pretty common in the auto industry. So I would get back right. on the phone with FCA, tell them your story. They can pull your file up, uh, have your VIN number ready. They're going to need that. And then let them get with the dealership and see what they can work out between them. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. You so are welcome, my friend. You, so. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad I could help. At least I hope I'm able to help you there with that. That's not uncommon, and, and you sound like a reasonable guy. So, you know, sometimes people want to call the factory and yell and scream at some person that had nothing to do with this, and it's better just to state your case. Hey, you know, I think I'm, I, I think y'all should take care of this. Honey draws more flies than vinegar when you're dealing with customer service or corporate. <laughs> you are correct, sir. That is absolutely true. Good luck to you. I hope uh, I hope that everything works out for you, and I, I appreciate the phone call. And uh, good luck to you, and stay safe out there. And our, again, our website, carprousa.com. Take a minute and sign up for the newsletter. We'll get it to you today. If you don't like it, just hit safe unsubscribe, but odds are you will. Okay, so your automotive needs are very specific. So call CarPro USA now at 1 800 926 7777. And we go to Jim in Pearland, Texas. Jim, welcome. Jim, how can I help you? I think Jim might have put his phone down or something. Sounds like he's working out in his shop. <laughs> you know, you I hear might clanking. just have something there. He may be out there. So let's put Jim back on hold, and then we will talk to another Jim, and he's in Kingsland, Texas. Jim, welcome. Well, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, first off, Jerry, I want to thank you for all your timely information and suggestions. Several months ago, I sold my Silverado. Um, I got a ton of money for it, and then I took your suggestion as to what you were telling some other people about uh, a car to get, and I wound up buying a Mazda CX-5. Oh, good for you. And, and I just dearly love it. Uh, I did spend an extra $1,450 and upgraded from the Sport up to a Touring. Yeah. And, uh, and it was well worth that. Anyway, I just really like it real well. <clears throat> uh, 
A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to you talking to somebody, and you mentioned uh, in the suburbans that there was a, a change in 2015 yes. up to the 2020s. Correct. My wife and I have a 2014 Suburban that's pushing 75,000 miles. Can you tell me what the big change was between 14s and 15s? We're trying to decide whether to keep this 14 or... Uh, I'm, I'm getting stories about problems with the transmissions in 14s on down. So uh, I haven't heard, Jim, of any transmission issues. But, you know, as many Suburbans as are sold, if you get online mm-hmm. and start looking, you're going to find issues. I mean, there's just so many of them out there. And those vehicles are now right. seven years old. The big change for 2015 was the full flat third row seat. Uh, and they changed the suspension that year, too, so it got a better ride and drive. Uh, but the third row seat was a big, big deal because you, in yours, you've, if you want to use that cargo area, you got to pull those two back seats out and do something with them. With the 2015, they fold flat into the floor and that is in their power. And, boy, I tell you what, that makes it so much nicer. My friend, we got to run, but I appreciate the call. The Car Pro Knows All. And shares all. Call Jerry Reynolds now at CarPro USA. 1 800 926 7777. This hour of CarPro USA is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. That's on average. That means you could save even more. Go to Progressive.com. So the NACTOY, which is short for the North American Car Truck and what? North American Car Truck of the Year before. Before the utility. That's what it was called before SUVs came along. Does that add money into the pockets of the automakers or is that just a bragging rights thing? It's a bragging rights thing, but it's a big one. Big one, yeah, it is. That's that's the most prestigious award that you can get if you win it, and it's hard. It's hard. I hope. Someday. I mean, they'll use that in their advertising, won't they? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. No doubt. Uh, Paul in Austin, Texas. Welcome. How can I help you? Hi, Jerry. Hi, Kevin. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. I love your show. Thank you, sir. So, um, my wife has a 2010 Honda CRV. And this is her second CRV. Um, she tends to run them, you know, pretty, pretty long time. Uh, she's not a two, three year and then uh, get something new. Yeah. So my question, uh, we're at a point now with this 2010 where we're starting to have to throw, you know, some money into it um, more than we want. And so wanted to get your advice on um, something in that kind of size range uh, yeah. of the CRV and with features. Is there anything else you might have us look at? Yeah, uh, I would. Those- I, I, in addition to the um, CRV, I would look at the Toyota RAV4. Uh, in 2020, okay. it really got nice. I mean, they made some fantastic changes in 2020. And so it it would certainly be high on my list. And I would also look at a Mazda CX-5. Um, that's the one that's going to have the nicest interior and I think drives the best. 
Uh, and quality-wise, I think, you know, Mazda never gets the praise that Honda and Toyota do. Uh, but in my mind, it's just as good a vehicle as either either the Toyota or the Honda. Uh, I'm just I've just become such a fan of Mazda. Uh, they're doing such a great job, and there are others you could look at. You know, the the Hyundai and Kia's got entries in the small SUVs, and they do have a great warranty. But I don't find them in the small SUVs. I don't find them to to ride and drive as well as the Honda, Toyota, or Mazda. So, with that said, I'd I'd look at all three of those. All right. Well, I appreciate your help. You guys have a great day. You too, buddy. And I got good dealers uh, at my website under certified dealers that will take good care of you there in the Austin area. And we go to Stan in Pearland. Stan, welcome. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. What can I do for you, sir? Well, I've got a uh, 2009 uh, Civic uh, with a lot of miles, 290,000 miles on it, uh, original owners. And uh, we have a head gasket, head issue that was diagnosed by Honda. And we're trying to decide whether to repair it, replace the engine, sell it as is, uh, the the body, the interior, the transmissions are all in great shape. It's just the engine is, is an issue. So kind of looking for some advice on whether or not to replace it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of what we're we're looking at. Stand even as good as Hondas are. Uh, when you start getting close to that 300,000-mile mark, lots can happen and will. Uh, so you sink a bunch of money into it and, and get, it, get it fixed up, you know, in great shape, and then you turn around and you got a transmission problem or something along those lines. And I just don't, I think you're throwing bad money after good. I, I, I just can't make mm-hmm. the case with that kind of mileage and the fact that it's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's 11 years old now. Um, and obviously when you drive a car that long over 11 year period, a lot of that's road miles, which helps. But my experience is once you start spending money on a car with that kind of mileage, there is no stopping off point. You just got to keep spending and because you don't want to throw away what you just did. And so for those reasons, I, I can't, I can't make the case. Yeah. You have to keep it. Okay. To move on. Yeah. I think it's okay. just, you know, you're at that point where it's just time to move on to either a certified pre-owned car or a, or a new car. Are you, are you still driving mm-hmm. as many miles as you were? Oh, definitely not. No. Oh, okay. Uh, it just situations had had created that kind of mileage over the last uh, seven or eight years, and we really put it on. Yeah, um, it's been a great car, but uh, and transmission is pretty strong. We just had a transmission checked out, and it seemed to check out good. And uh, I'm a very seasoned transmission guy. Yeah, and uh, but uh, AC it, pump replaced a couple of years ago, and so that was an expense. So we put some money into it, and so it's hard to just pass it up. I know it really and, is. It really is, and it's yeah. a car that if you sell yourself, you might uh, you'll definitely pick up some money selling it yourself, uh, because there's always people yeah. out there looking for used Hondas, and you know th- they really don't care how many miles they got on them, because uh, it's a Honda, and and in their mind it'll you know it'll go well past three hundred thousand miles. So I, and and I know your transmission guy's good, but nobody can nobody can predict a failure you know, in the future, nobody can. And I I think that's a, I think if Honda had a weak point at that particular time, uh, 
It was the transmissions. Uh, they tended to I they did. tended to give some problems. So I think I think I'd look. Uh, I've got some great dealers there around you. Look at certified. Look at you know if you're driving less than fifteen thousand miles a year right now, you might even look at leasing a new one and getting on a cycle of leasing every three years. I've got a really good article at my website on the FAQ page about is leasing right for me? And you guys talk about it and see. Uh, you enjoy a much cheaper payment, and the best part is you're under warranty the entire time that you're paying for the car. And and so you're, you're not out anything but some oil changes and whatever gas costs. So with that, I think I would move along. I think it's time, and I do appreciate the phone call very much. Speaking of. Yes, just a little tip. If you're thinking about getting yourself a hybrid vehicle, if you notice the last week, 10 days or so, gas prices have really started jumping up. Does that mean that hybrid car prices may go up soon too? They always do. When gas is cheap, hybrids are cheap. When gas is high, hybrids are high. And right now, especially in, in there's some there's some good hybrids out there, but I don't think there's any as good as what the Toyota system is, and I've said that here for many years. Uh, and there's some there's some nice incentives. So I've loved the Prius. The Prius has been around for 20 years now. I love the Camry Hybrid, the Rav4 Hybrid. Uh, it's been fantastic. If you can find one, they've been real short in supply. But bottom line, if you're going to buy a hybrid anytime this year and gas continues to go up, I'm going to tell you right now that you will save money if you go ahead and pull the trigger now because there's incentives on them because they're not selling. Hybrids don't sell when gas is cheap. But if it continues to go up, those those incentives will go away at the end of this month and they'll be gone. Just don't panic sell. Your gas-guzzling big SUV. <laughs> if this starts happening, we'll talk more about it when it does. Yes, we've, we've been very good with people about doing that in the past. The Michael Jordan of car advice is the CarPro, Jerry Reynolds. Call CarPro USA now at 1-800-926-7777. Here at CarPro USA, Gary and I had this little friendly competition about our videos of the week that we put in the newsletter. He almost always wins and sometimes trounces me, like this week with the video of the unbelievably drunken woman that the police are trying to very gently get, I don't know what they're trying to get, Jim, get her trying to get the her in jail. Is yeah, what right, they're trying to right, but... I've got one coming up next week that might challenge you. I'm oh. just just going to give you fair warning. I nope. like challenges. Okay, so. Is it about well, goats? You seem to be on a goat kick lately. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? But the goats, the new Ford Broncos sport, raised by goats. Yes, of course. And to Glendora, California we go. Jim, welcome. Hi. Hey, uh, thanks for doing your show. It's a Saturday morning ritual for me. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate you saying that. We've we've heard that a lot in the last uh, nine months. People just trying yeah. to escape COVID and elections and everything else wrong in the world. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> what can I do for you, sir? 
So uh, Cadillac is running some uh, real incentives right now, along with uh, Costco and uh, General Motors uh, on their GM card. Yeah. Hey, if I ordered a CT5 today, they're built in Lansing, could that car get to the dealer by March the 1st when the incentives run out? Be six weeks. I doubt it because of covid and yeah. all the assembly plants are they're continually having to shut down and then come back up and then one of the biggest issues in the auto industry this very day is suppliers suppliers are shutting down because of covid and then they got to clean the whole place sanitize it and then start building their 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 part of the car again uh, and with uh, with auto assembly, people people often confuse uh, automakers as automakers because they're called that, but they're really just assemblers, and so they're reliant on suppliers. And one fifty cent part can stop a whole assembly line. Now, here's here's what I would tell you though: whether the car is actually there or not, as long as there is a VIN number assigned to it you can do the paperwork and get in on the current incentives and i would say no matter what by six weeks from now i'd say within four weeks from now it will have an assigned vin number and you can go ahead and do your paperwork before the car comes in we have a lot of people do that at the end of the year every year trying to get in on the either tax code 179 or, you know, just trying to get in on the big December incentives. So I think, you know, if you, if, if I were you, I would not waste any time ordering it uh, and get it in there, let them get it in the system. And then even if you don't have the car by then, you will be able to take advantage of the incentives. Okay. So um, the next question, since I'm giving the dealer a golden sold order, should I expect or am I crazy to think that they should give me a real price on this car? No. Like like back of invoice. Uh, I don't know that a dealer will do that, to be honest with you, but I would think what what kind of Cadillac are you thinking about ordering? A CT five. A CT five. Um they're not overly hard to get. I would think you could get one at invoice. Uh, but going under invoice on a vehicle, the, the only real advantage, Jim, to to the dealer in a case like yours is the car comes in and it goes right out. So they don't have to pay interest on it. So there is an advantage to that. But I, th- I think, you know, if you can get one at invoice, let the dealer make his hold back. I think that's fair to both of you. Um, because there's not the markup in cars anymore that people think there is. Uh, I hope that helps you. I hope that everything works out for you, and I thank you for your kind words. CarPro USA is where you find out whether to keep your car or just give it a cigarette and a blindfold and be done with it. 1-800-926-7777. Terry in Houston, you're going to have the last word this hour. Terry, how can I help you? Hello, gentlemen. I hope the two of you are having a blessed day today. Thank you, sir. Very kind. I'm looking. I'm looking. 
to buy my 20-year-old son a pre-owned vehicle, although most of his driving is done in Houston or Lubbock. He also spends some time in Colorado, so we're looking for an all-wheel drive with some uh, good ground clearance. Yeah. He test drove the high. He test drove the Highlander, and he really likes it. Um, but when I was snooping around, it looked to me like the Sorrentos were discounted much more so than the Highlanders. I'm talking about the used cars were probably looking to spend around eighteen thousand dollars. That that. So how would you compare the Sorrento to the Highlander? That's very. That's a very good observation, but there's also good reason for that. Um, the Highlander is just one of the premier SUVs that's ever been made as far as comfort and reliability and overall quality. And and with that comes good resale value. Uh, Kia suffers resale value issues, has for a long time, and it it shouldn't be that way anymore because they're building some great vehicles. But truth is, people trust a a Toyota more than they trust a Kia, and that's probably never going to change. And I got to tell you, I'd be the same way. I'd go with the Highlander. Um, and they've got a great all-wheel drive system, too. Did he? Has he looked at any Subaru products? Uh, we have not. Uh, I, I think he would uh, consider that, though. Okay. Uh, if he needs a third-row seat. About the out, uh, well, no, if he needs he a not. Okay, then uh, Outback or Forester, they're the same vehicle. They just look different. Uh, and there just simply isn't a better all-wheel drive system for when he's going to be in Colorado. So I'd give that some consideration. I'd get it down to Highlander or either one of those Subarus, and I think he'll have a great car for a lot of years. It's not hard to get Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, to help you find your next vehicle. All you have to do is call CarPro USA, 1-800-926-7777. 